previously on AFTN. Now in in the hex right now, so they they, uh, they can only this is a, like a new no lose situation. They just have to win. They want to have safe hex. Yeah. Do you, and also the other question is, <laughs> oh, see, I got, I got that. That's Joe, good. Joe, what do you know about that? <laughs> do, do you know much about that topic? Let's not get into it. <laughs> That's something you have to be here. If we were videoing during the commercial break, you would have heard that. That's going to be clipped for yeah, next, next week, isn't it? Oh, no. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show, broadcasting from CITR Radio 101.9 FM from the University of Beautiful, British Columbia, on the unceded Musqueam Territory. I am recovered from my sickbed, and my name is Michael McCall. Is that the new nickname for Scotland? Um, My name is Steve Pander. I'm uh, Zachary Adam Eisenheimer. It's good to see you took off the mask. There, there is a lot of sick people in Scotland. I've got to say that. I've Out of my two weeks quarantine, I think I'm COVID-free. We'll find out if you guys come down with something. But Is that that's the new name? Yeah, COVID-19. That's the yeah. official title for this. The corona didn't like the bad publicity. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be back. I, I feel this is the biggest friend reunion that has been announced this week. <laughs> What could be bigger than the three of us getting back together in the studio? Zach wearing his culturally inappropriate possible. <laughs> it's, Why is it culturally inappropriate? My it's wife, Avengers. Avengers. It's Avengers. Oh, I thought it was an Indian headscarf. <laughs> My wife made this for, for Christmas. She, she made, made it? it? Yeah. She got one of those cricket things and she. Yeah. And, a, and a loom. A loom. No, she, no, she bought and the what, shirt. But Steve, Steve's flashing. Yeah. He's the flash. Show made in Vancouver. Yep. What isn't made in Vancouver? You're you're disappointed. MLS champions. You were mentioning earlier you weren't disappointed that you couldn't flash during uh, two weeks ago. I know. I missed oh, I missed no. a great show that you had that was Best streamed. Fun drive ever. But we are going to be working on some video stuff. I came home from the UK with a lot of extra stuff, a lot of food, Bovril. I brought some of that back. Not some weird chocolatey drink as. <laughs> Steve referred to it last. I, I don't remember. I don't remember it's what it beefy. was. I've never had it before. Beefy. Is it beefy? You can't have beefy though, can you? No, you can't. It's chocolate. No, not really. It's, you say it's chocolate in it? 
No, it's beefy. Oh, be- it's beefy. oh beefy. Sorry. You can have chocolate. No, you can't have chocolate. No, I can't have chocolate. I can oh. have this more than chocolate. Which is a shame because I brought back a lot of chocolate. You could have had a finger of fudge. Who doesn't like that? And like tons of stuff. But football-wise, and most importantly, I've been buying up a lot of old board games, mm. football board games, for our pulled off at halftime stroke can we play it every week. And something I've wanted to do for a while at training is get the Whitecaps players and TSS players and guys like that as well in a darts challenge. Now, obviously, it's a bit tough to bring your dartboard with you. So a dart stand, portable dart stand. I bought one of those in Scotland. Found out it then did not fit in my suitcase and had to ship it back to me. It arrived before me. (laughs) But it's going to make for some real fun times. Now, those board games would have been really handy last year at some Whitecaps games. And we didn't have we to wait for half time. for something to do, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be like that this this year because the Whitecaps, it's 2012 all over again. 2012, the famous Mickey Mouse Cup win. Oh, yeah. We are Rose City Invitational Th- Champions. Didn't we win the Rose City too once? Oh, we've won that a couple of times. But oh, yeah. First time this decade, first silverware this decade, although there's not any silverware, I think they just give us a lump of tree that the hacksaw guy... Hacksaw Jim Duggan or whatever he is, yeah. kind of sawed off. See, that's how a little I paid attention. I didn't know any of the results of any of the other games. I didn't either until the White Cats had tweeted yeah. Portland lost. And like, it's like, so we win it, eh? Yeah. Did you see the Timbers reply? Yeah, you're so desperate <laughs> yeah, for that, silverware. that desperate for silverware or trophy? Yeah. But preseason is done and dusted, which means we are one week away for the most magical time of the year. Football Violence Awareness Month. But that's going to be next Sunday. Before that, the MLS season will kick off on Saturday. We'll look ahead to that in this show. Pre-season though is over and the Caps have finished it with two solid wins this past week. And for me, two excellent second half performances. I I thought they were really good. First half's a little bit shaky. Well, this New England one was definitely shaky. I thought the first half of yesterday's game was decent. It wasn't great, but it was decent. Yeah. They finished their six games with three wins, one draw, two defeats, 11 goals for, nine against, just one clean sheet, and that was by Brian Meredith. The American. But Max Rippole looked good, and I have brought the book back that I promised for Max. Nice. Can I give it to him at training this week? Do you get one? Steve's a goalkeeper. Do you get one for him? It does say it's for all goalkeepers, so I'm sure Max will pass it around to everyone. (laughs) Steve will get it at some point. Now, I don't want to delve too much into the actual preseason games because they're preseason games. Ultimately, who cares? But there's a few talking points that I, I do want to kind of cover about it. The first one touched on it there the fighting spirit shown in the second halves. They looked in these last two games the better team. They moved the ball well, they took the game to their opponents. They were deserved winners. And in the Minnesota game in particular, they came back from going a goal behind. And. If it hadn't been for some good goalkeeping by Tyler Miller, they could have had four or five goals in the end. So I I think overall, these two games have put people in a positive mindset and feeling a little bit more optimistic going into the season. Players, staff and fans. Yeah, I think I said on last week's show that something that felt like was lacking in the the game in Portland against Portland was um, a real, like, will to win kind of, right? A will, like it... It, it seemed, I don't know, maybe 
lethargic's maybe not too too unfair of a word or whatever, but it just seemed like there was a, a lack of bite, a lack of like desire. And I think in both those the the remaining two games in the in the little tournament there that you, you saw that you saw them like like fight for it, yeah, and like want, the, want but, to win. But the I games. think the Portland was the the Portland last week uh, was a fact that they needed to get. It was almost like coming together again. They like they had that uh, games in San Diego and L.A. and then they had like a whole week off. And I think they were just kind of feeling their feet in the for that first right. game against Portland. I wish they could have played Portland on Saturday, yesterday, to see like get two games in and then play Portland to see what that. Yeah, that they is. Used, they did used to play Portland in the last game, but Portland didn't like it because the White Cats were winning it and they felt it was a bit of an anticlimax. How did? How did Port? How did the Lumberjacks do yeah, this? Yeah, it did, didn't work out. They lost three yeah. one to New England. Yeah, they're losing one of their best supporters too. Do you know a- Abe's moving to oh, to Nor- Norway the to work at a guy. yeah he's moving to work at a brewery and and do more the brewery. guy that cuts the wood. Oh no, no Abe. No Abe. Yeah, he's moving to Norway. Yeah, I've met him In a March. couple of times. Yeah, you know Abe. Everyone knows Abe. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, Steve. Steve, <laughs> Steve you know I've met Abe. Abe oh, Steve. One day we'll go to Norway and we'll do a show and. Pining for the fjords. I can do all my Monty Python sketches. It was a definite improvement on last year. The players look now that they fit the system, that they can learn the system and actually play the system and, and what MDS wants to do. Mm-hmm. Goals coming as well, 11 and 6 games. Cava, 4 and 4, showing some strong football and IQ as well. The penalty that he won yesterday I thought was fantastic because he just takes a temporary stop for like one second to allow Boxall to clatter into him. Yeah, and, and, I, and Ogre, like, Bo- Bo- Boxall's not going to be able to... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Box- That's so ungenerous to Boxall. I mean, let's be honest. The attack last year was piss poor at times. But there's definitely chemistry building. Milinkovic, he kind of surprised me. Yeah, actually, I was a little surprised by him. I, I still don't think he's... Games. I still don't think he's like a like a long-term starter or anything like that. I think he's really trying to revamp his image amongst uh, supporters across, you know, in Europe and stuff like that. If he wants to go back there or something after his, this whole loan deal is done, mm. I think he would rather go back there. But I think he's using this as kind of a, a jumping off point. Yeah, you ha- I mean, all those, uh, in, in this limited window into him as a player, you haven't seen the things that you, people have talked about that you, you might want to be concerned about him, yeah. him at your club. Well, the thing is, he was good at Hearts. He was r- really well liked yeah. at Hearts, and then he went to Hall City, and then something happened there. Maybe the manager that he didn't get on with the manager, and then he just kind of shut down. Yeah, I mean, he's he's looking good, and if he keeps that form up, I would see him as being the regular starter. Of course, we have the what do we do with Freddie Montero question still hanging around? No, no, I'm do totally we? happy. Do we? Keep on his up. Totally think, happy having him as super sub. No, I think I think that's I think be his role. Somebody was saying his last four goals have been like in the 88th yep. minute and beyond or something like yeah. that. Well, uh, why? Yeah, he can't start on a regular basis. No. I, if he's happy doing the the sub role, go for it. I know it's a it's a, an expensive sub luxury to have. If he's getting the goals, I don't care about that. And if it fits within the cap, then that's fine. Yeah. Who cares if it's Ma- expensive? Marco uses him as a shot of espresso at the end of the match yeah. as opposed to a cup of coffee you wake up with in the morning. I liked his goal celebration. He'd obviously been getting a bit of abuse <laughs> from the Tempest fans. There's only his a few of them over. there. Yeah, 
well, you'll hear everything yeah, in yeah, that case. Yeah. It's like being at an East Fife game. Yeah. Well, then no, that's why they... the hoarding and then... The, kick the, the play-by-play guy was uh, apologizing for some of the language that was coming oh, over the thing. I, I take that. Like, you watch boxing and stuff, and we'll talk about the, the boxing later on the show oh, as well. Talk I'll talk about the boxing. No one else seems to care. I'm on the Gypsy Gang. But I, I just... I like Freddy. I like what he's doing. I hope he hangs around. Something I didn't like, VAR. VAR was oh, in pre-season yeah. form. Yeah. Technically, VAR was correct, but it was also wrong. Now, yes. I, I had an issue yesterday, and I I was I tweeted this out. I was speaking to Zach about it on our WhatsApp chat as well. Isn't it great to have a, Steve in all these conversations yeah. now? Steve, isn't it great? He, Steve, yeah. Steve must just log on his phone and have like well, 86 he, you, you notice messages. He, you notice he only comes on at halftime and full-time usually. I just don't have time. I want to watch the game. Yeah, I know. That, exactly. Uh, he's, he's got his dreams that he was telling us about beforehand. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Go to sleep, Cindy. Go to sleep. <laughs> but VAR, that penalty yesterday, how can you? how can the referee be looking at it Give a penalty. Play's still going on. The homie is about to shoot on goal. So he gives a penalty. Fair enough. But then he reviews the penalty. And said, like, oh, no, it's not a penalty. And then the Whitecaps have lost a goal-scoring opportunity. Well, it's not the re- it's not him reviewing. the. He was buzzed down. Yeah. Like, he was ready to give it. But don't, like, let play maybe continue if someone's about to have a shot. But then <laughs> some folk were saying you can't do that because yeah. to him it was a clear penalty. So he was right to give it right away. It's a grey area that I don't like because that to could me, really it wasn't, cost teams. To me, it wasn't as clear and obvious as it seemed like. Like there was a little bit of a handball. I know the uh, the, yeah. the one angle from behind it looks like the guy's arm moves when yeah. the ball. Yeah. It looks like the ball hits it. Right. But then so from the front, Kendall Waston in previous years. Yeah. It's like, but in the front, it didn't. Obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, uh, they got to uh, get really down to this clear uh, and obvious thing because they they have yeah. to nail well, that down. No, here's the thing. Though. I I mean, you talk about. Clear and obvious. You saw VAR in in, in uh, Michael's favorite country, England, this weekend. It was shocking. Oh, the, 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 the Burnley Bournemouth game. Oh, no, the, the red. Yeah, uh, the Burnley Bournemouth game. I didn't see that one. Oh, Burnley had a penalty appeal, wasn't given. Play went up the other field. Bournemouth scored to equalise, and they're celebrating. Then VAR comes in, chops that goal off to give a penalty to Burnley at the other end. Ultimately, the correct decision, but just ruins the flow of the game. Yeah. Well, I, it, I, I, it, it's hard to, it's hard to, you're, you're like in one sense, yeah, the referee, it's okay to do what he did, but I think if you're that referee, I hope you'd hope that he would take this as a learning experience, and next time he would let the play go to a whistle or something, uh, just because of how VAR is now, just like yeah, because I mean, yeah, Dahomey is gonna score that. And, like and, and if he doesn't blow for the penalty and he just lets the play finish, then it's a goal. Yeah. So, like, in one sense, yeah, he's not wrong because he thought it was a penalty, so he called it. But in this world of VAR, it's almost like let a play finish and then you can sort it out. Because you, so don't, saying, you don't have to give a penalty. No. To, like, if, if, I, I, if, like, if you handle the ball, Michael, if you stop it from going in and I tap with your arm or, or, in, or your arm, yeah, you reach out your arm in the box, you put out your arm, you stop it, and I tap it in the re- rebound, the ref doesn't have to say red card and penalty. The ref can say they scored, that's enough. If they want, right. if they want, right? I, think I you mean, go, referee, I thought, referees out there can correct I me. I think but. you got your title for your show this week. Never blow for a penalty. So and. in one sense, it felt like Vancouver was, it was like – Okay, we're getting the year starting with VAR, and it's going to yeah. be a nightmare again. But in, in another sense, like it's hard to be super angry at the ref because 
Yeah, he, he felt like he was doing what. Yeah, what I don't. Was right. I don't. If he thinks it's a penalty, he blows, and then it just yeah, like but gets messy. I'm sure we'll have a lot of VAR discussions over the course of this season, but we're, we're leading the way already we're, for the VAR. We're, we're we're preseason form yeah. for the VAR discussions as well. It's good to get that practice in. Yeah. Now the defence is certainly a concern right now. We know that's not the first choice back four. Yeah, there's but it's definitely what we've got for now. There's and definitely one missing for sure. Yeah. Maybe two. We're going to hear from MDS in the next part, and it, it's going to be a few weeks before we've got all our first choice guys available and ready to play. So, considering the tough start that we've got, because these opening matches are pretty tough, how worried are you about this defense getting going into MLS play? Pretty worried. Yeah, I'm. I'm not normally optimistic, but at this at this point, I am pretty worried because the thing is. Minnesota team is in preseason form. The next week, Kansas City is going to be in regular season form. So yeah. they got to deal with that. And they can't – like Jake Degorowski, I like him and everything as a person, but he can't go diving after that ball when it was unnecessary. And then yeah, he puts – and, and then he puts everybody else in scrambling mode. And it's hard when you don't have very much chemistry to pick that up. Because yeah. that was – no, I when I saw that I go, why are you diving for that? Like right off the before, before the goal was scored, I go, why are you diving? Like that was just a you know just stand up and try to block it and then move back if you have to run back and get back and think. I, I just don't understand that. Kamiri's not had a, a, some good outings. He's he's been okay at times, yeah. but he's he's stood out it's as al- being a weak link. It's there. almost like he's trying to distract from his poor hair. Yeah, the blonde's gone yeah. at least. So. Sil- yeah. I thought it was silver more. Mm. Is it faded? Is that what it is? Possibly. Ho- hopefully. Maybe he needed to get like really silver in order to let it fade into natural He looks color. faded. I mean, what, what players stood out for you, good and bad? Uh, good. Mean, bad for me was Kamiri. Yeah, bad is, is the number one player would be Kamiri for me. Um, good. Everybody was good at points. Nobody, Cavallini, obviously, yeah. we talked about him. But the, everybody was kind of good, but nobody really was above and beyond. I thought Reina, actually, I thought Reina was really good. Adnan looks like in he uh, looked and a it, beast at times. In attacking, oh, in attacking though, in attacking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's in the attacking. Key thing. Oh, well, yeah. Be- because, so, because sorry, I don't know if you said this about the, about the goal against. Right. So ob- the obvious things on the goal, on the the goal against against Minnesota. The uh, the obvious thing is the the first ball missed, and then Kamiri's you know not getting there ahead of his man, and then the, the cross comes across. But you also have to look at the rest of the defenders, right? The, the center, center back and and yeah, um, they all got pulled and, and in. Ali, right? Yeah. Well, no, Ali. It didn't look like he got pulled in. It looked like he just didn't take the the wide man. When you oh. watch the replay, yeah. and you you can't really see everything because of the angles. But when you watch replay, you look at his face after, and you there's a shot of his face, and he knows that okay, sure, he it wasn't his fault how things happened on the Start, right side, yes. but that was his man. That's yeah. the man he needs to pick up. That that ball across there, it can't be a, a, a back post open tap in. Yeah. No. So he, yeah. So that's I agree. Like, I agree. You see, going the, forward, there was yeah. a few of those goals last year. That, yes. That's yeah. where they need to. That's where they need to really work on this scrambling thing. If somebody really gets out of, or just don't even get in that position. That's the well, thing. They should never be in that well, position. Well, it, it, it go. And I don't. Again, we don't. I don't remember having a good view of all these things. But it goes back to what you, what you talked about a lot last year, Steve, and that is. How do how are the central holding defensive yeah. midfielders or whoever's going to be the first man back in defense uh, as a midfielder going to help pick up some of his 
Mark marks his uh, and his, his his space because he is going to be upfield lots, and so someone has to help with that. And it, no one did on that play, and he didn't on that play, and that's what was the result. Yeah, I mean, let's get to to some fans' thoughts actually, because I, I threw out on Twitter yesterday just to get gauge people's opinions, what they thought, and the results came back after Freddie's last minute winner. So I think that might explain a lot of the optimism here because it's amazing what a last-minute winner can do to to change people's opinion of a game and a team. So we'll, we've got a really, really good response. We'll try and go through as many as we can and we'll touch on some of the points that, that they raise as well. So Ryan Tomshik said he feels irresponsibly optimistic after that finish from Freddie, while Matthew Keating is liking the chemistry, which he feels is better than the peak chemistry last year. And I think you have to agree with that. I don't listen to that radio station. Are they still good? The peak? Yeah, you still like them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Robin Bristow said it's a progression. This game, compared to their first preseason game, was a pretty big step forward. Yes, a few muck-ups defensively, and also a lot more in attack than we've seen in a few years. If it wasn't for the Minnesota keeper, he said it could be 4-1-5-1 game, as we said. Jeff in T-Town says, better ball and player movement than I've seen in years. I like the on and off the ball strength of Cavallini, Dahomey and Milinovic. Milinkovic. I swore far less on average in this preseason whenever Tybert handled the ball, but defensively, yeah, some work to be done there. Now, Tiber, there's a big debate then between Podcats and Slamo about Tiber and whether he's an MLS starter and quality player, whether he's earned his shot, whether he's been given his chances over the years. I thought he's looked good in pre-season, yeah, he's, but ultimately he's probably not going to be the guy that's going to be the starter as know, this season goes he's, on. He's not a starter on a very good team. He's definitely a starter on an average he, to lower team, but I think he's more of a spot starter. He should be a spot starter. And I think I agree with you that he hasn't been given a chance in the past to kind of run run with it for a while. So I, I, I think I think that's the fact that he hasn't been given uh, proper chances by certain managers. Not every ever some managers did give him chances, but some didn't at all. Did, was Slamo saying he was? Well, we're about starter? to get to that. Yeah, well, okay. like Slamo says, his biggest concern is that we complain about Tybert being terrible, and then we replace him with some guy that no one has heard of with a foreign passport. And then we lose the centre of the park, complaining we need to improve the midfield. So he feels Tybert deserves to be in there. Podcaps FC completely disagreed with that. And there's a huge debate you can read out on my timeline. <laughs> but Podcaps then also said that they're feeling surprisingly optimistic. They still think that they need a better right back, some midfield help. But Kava, Adnan, Malinkovic and Inbom have looked great. And even Tybert, he felt, played well against Minnesota. He thinks it could be good this season, especially if mid-season signings help. But what, of course, you don't want is to fall too much off the pace with a tough start to the season and not having all your pieces in place. Caps Unknown said, I feel good. I can see us making playoffs for sure. My biggest concern is Nerwinski. For sure. Man just isn't an MLS player. I'd ask MDS if he hopes to bring in a new right back. And Gordon Boys also echoed that thought. Alex from Between the Sticks said, I'm impressed with the offence. Defence has had its leaky moments, but has been solid. The team needs to improve its defensive transitions. They got hit on the counter a fair bit. A few good steps so far, and that point was also echoed by Homie El Guacamole. Now, if you look at the centre-back pairing, Godoy's not going to be good to start next week, so I think we're looking at Kimiri and Cornelius. Yeah. 
when all the guys, Ranko, Godoy, they're all fit in here, who do you have as your start and centre-back pairing? I don't have a pairing. I have a trio. Oh, uh, I, I personally, I would like three at the back because then you have less reliance on Nowitzki and Adnan to be defensive. Um, uh, so I would put uh, Godoy on the right side, Cornelius on the left side, and have Ranko kind of in the middle, but pushing up as a number six sometimes. Like him and Godoy can alternate going up the field if they want to. So that's where I would I would have it. And then are you playing three four three or three five two? What are you doing? Uh, three four three. So you uh, and with inverted wingers. So Reyna and uh, Milinkovic are maybe a little bit closed in with Adnan and Nowitzki running up the up the sides. And then you got uh, eventually Owosu and uh, Wang in the middle. Hmm. So I, that, that's kind of what I'm looking at, but I'm not 100% sure. That would be, that'd be a nut, uh, kind uh, of a nutso uh, formation. But yeah. kind of, that would be like fun. I'd catch folk out. Well, that would yeah. be fun to play with on FIFA or something. Yeah. But I unless know. these I'll try unless these players actually train in it. And oh, like no, it's not going it. to happen. I'm yeah. just saying that's what yeah. I would like to do. But I do think that... My centre-back pairing that G- I would like Gidori, to see. Yeah, Godoy and Krakowicz, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That's what, that, that's, is, I agree with that. Is that's he right fully, now. fully fit? Who, Ranko? Oh, yeah. He's Rank- not even here. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. But, he, so. but is he going to be able to walk in? Yeah. No. Uh, I right, because he he's still coming, yeah. recovering. Oh, no. He, he's not recovering from an injury or anything No, like it's that. just they're not up to match fitness. Yeah, match fitness. We'll hear that when we speak to Mark in the next part, but... So the but yeah, that's a that's another concern that they keep on bringing players. Yeah, who aren't ready well, it's to not play. their fault. It's the visa situation. They need some immigration lawyers on top of this. Well, th- that's their fault. <laughs> they're, they're well, it's, it's not. It's Canada's fault. No, 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 no. Okay. It's done way quicker in the U.S. But it's also done quicker in places like Toronto. Yeah, okay. there, there, are, there are people. There are people they're closer to Ottawa. Though. There are people online. Yeah, you can just they're drop not, the application they're not it off over, in Michael. person. I said some tweets quickly to round this section off. Dental dam- Damnation. He remembers Kamiri being way more solid defensively last year. I although it was only game. one game. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully he's just shaking the rust off. Tim Altman agreed saying Jasser has looked shaky, but he's hoping it's just him getting back into it and being tentative after all the injuries, which I do wonder if that is playing in his mind. Yeah, it probably is. And I remember uh, Daniel Henry played a little bit in his mind and when he came back. From his mouth. Are, yeah. are there no no dodgy tweets in here that you need me to read? No. <laughs> Jacob Court has said he's happy with what he's seen so far. Kamiri has looked awful, which in turn has made the back line look a bit shaky. Happy to see Freddie get one. Looking good as a super sub. El Tank is everything and more so far. I, I, it's great he's scoring. I do wonder if that now just puts even more pressure on him because everyone's expecting him to do that every week. Average a goal again. Yeah, but like top players need that, right? The, and they often top players thrive on that, right? Yeah. Noberto said, so far it's mixed. We still need an attacking midfielder or box-to-box midfielder. Defense has been okay. Cavallini has performed as expected with his salary expectations. He thinks we'll be a mid-to-lower team in the West. Greg Olison, he can see the team optimistically as 7th to 10th and Cava will definitely be the top domestic goal scorer. He's got him pegged for 18 goals. Biggest concern still are number six and right back depth. Uh, Patrick Haida said he's optimistic. You can score is eternally optimistic. <laughs> Bruce Tatry feels that the Caps are looking so much better than they did a year ago at this point. Tom041 echoed that. He missed a lot of last season though because he was in the Sahara Desert for nine months. Better option, I feel, than, than watching <laughs> the White Caps. But he thinks, wow, this team looks way better. More dangerous attacking than the one he remembers from 2018, even. 
and they could have had six goals against Minnesota. Dahomey, he thought, looked invisible in the Portland game, but he's come on in the last couple of games, and I agree with that. There was a, a spell in the Minnesota game where Dahomey had kind of was in the middle of the park as well, and he looked quite good going forward. Last couple quickly, Stu Benjamin said he feels they're trending in the right direction tactically. Michael Rapp said consistency and synergy is good with some good signings. Although Grand Alou and Vegas Mike 82 said they're not feeling anything just now or getting carried away as it's only pre-season, which is very true. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be moving a little bit even past the, uh, what was it, a month ago, the uh, cautious optimism. Like there's, yeah. It seems that that's dialed up a bit. I, I don't have a problem with people being optimistic. That's the whole point of a beginning of a season. You're supposed to be optimistic if you're a supporter of the club. Yeah. It's, it's it's a common thing. You you let that, let that chip away as the season goes along, but start yeah. up at the top. Why not? There's no yeah, in general. There. I agree with you, but like, there's a context. There's a history. There's lots of things that okay go, history. Go yes, yeah, so let's go. Let's move. No, on. No, we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. Um, but uh, you're talking about the caps did make a transi- transition. Transaction yep. quickly. Um, welcome, international roster spot number eleven. Three names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think number 11's on the back as well. <laughs> 165,000 in TAM paid wow. to Portland for it. That's was it TAM or GAM? TAM. Okay. That's no, so was it it's GAM? I think it was GAM. It was GAM. I wrote There's TAM, only GAM now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I've time in my head. Um, no, but I I know you think this a lot, it but... A lot. Well, give but, us some other amounts. But no, but, but it yeah. all depends on the time of the year you get it. It depends on how... They might have called other clubs... And they say, no, we're not able to give you an international spot. And so maybe Portland was the only one. So Portland could name their, their, their yeah. price. Well, also we've seen time of the month as well, because <laughs> we're coming right into the start of the season. We, and teams are like bleeding yeah. spots and needing stuff. And we, we've seen so many international players come into the roster, right? So um, so it's expected that, you know, yeah. sometimes you have to pay a high amount. Yeah, yeah. I, what, I mean, it seems higher because you should you fifty, maybe seventy five, but one sixty five seems crazy. Yeah. Um, but it could be, yeah, like you said, Steve. Time supply the, and I, demand, man. Supply and demand, totally. I, I, I every Sunday time night, a good su- song by the Hives. Sunday night to get a cheap gas. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That I. Whenever you think of Vancouver Whitecaps and international roster spots, you can't help but go back and think about. Don't they still have like Colorado's? Yeah, from to, until twenty thirty one. Yeah. For was it Sane? Sane Niasi. That Niasi. was the best expansion what a great pick. Trade. That's the best expansion yeah. pick of all time. Way to, I, way to go, Tom. So, <laughs> so we've got a couple of available spots just now. One of them looks like the, the Korean Dong. Yeah. Looks like he is a guy that they've made the bid for. If he gets signed, I, for me personally, I think it's going to be the biggest Dong in a white cap strip since Teddy Dunfield. There's also been murmurs that they're going to bring in an Argentinian number 10 in the summer. That's been kind of getting put out there with some chats that folk have been having with now. The question is people within the Whitecaps. The question is: Is it going to be a player uh, like an established player, or will it be like an under twenty three player where they can they, they don't have to worry about the DP uh, part of it? Mm. You know what I mean? They they don't have to worry. Thanks about for that. Thanks for those. Those uh, messages. Oh, well, oh yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. not talk about that because that might have been illegal, nefarious. <laughs> no, you just were passing on information. Yeah. Your, your, anyway. your notes. We'll be back with a lot more white cats chat in the next part of the show. But we'll also have Mark DeSantis as well. Just before we wrap this part up as well, I want to give a birthday shout out to a good friend of ours, Harjeet Jahal. Won't say how old she is today. Let's just say when she blew her candles out on her cake, her apartment blew down. But happy birthday to her. She's listening just now. Looking forward to seeing her at training. I've got your biscuits and I've got your special book. So we'll be back 
after the break with more chat. Hi, I'm Mark Dos Santos, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Of the month, starting a, a week early since we didn't have Arts of the Month for February with me being away. That is from their first album, Uptown Fank. A fank being a kind of pen that keeps a sheep sheep in, in the, the Highlands of Scotland. Pete and Diesel are the cult band in Scotland just now. They just formed just over a year ago. They're from Stornoway in the Outer Hebrides, the Isle of Lewis. And they sold out the Glasgow Barrowlands, which is the premium like venue in Scotland, in less than half an hour. They're on their first tour of Scotland, over 7,000 tickets sold, two albums released in the last year. The, the latest one came out just as I was, was going over. My friend Stevie introduced me to them uh, at Christmas time because they did a, a version of the fairy tale of New York with the Pogues, fairy tale of Stornoway. Fantastic band. A little bit Gaelic, a little bit folky, a little bit punky. A little bit rock and roll. Yeah. 100% Hebridean. So we're going to have five songs for them over the coming weeks. I'll tweet out a mini documentary about them as well. Check out their stuff. They've got two albums out, Uptown Fank and Light My Buyer. That's the, the most recent one. And we'll have you tapping your toes to them over the next couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure if they... Played that in the Whitecaps locker room this year. That'll get the guys all fired up for going on the pitch. Better than than some of the rap songs that, that gets played. That just gets coaches fired, apparently. You we'll guys talk, never talked we'll about that last we'll we'll talk, Actually, we referenced it, but then we never talked yeah. about it. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be doing a little MLS thing later on, so yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, that, that was Western Isles by Pete and Diesel. And that's the way they do it in the Western Isles. Mark DeSantis is going to be hoping that the Whitecaps are going to be showing the rest of the league that that's the way that we do it in the West, here in Vancouver. But how prepared are the Whitecaps for this season ahead? I got a chance to chat with Mark after the Minnesota game yesterday by phone. Let's bring that to you now. Pre-season's done and dusted. It's a, a very, very nice way to kind of round things off. It was a exceptionally strong second-half performance, I, I felt, from the, the team against Minnesota. I mean, overall, 
the teams looked really fit and really sharp and you seem already to be able to go the 90 minutes in matches. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, look, uh, Michael, we learned a lot from last year and uh, we learned through pre-season, we learned through profile, we learned through through the league and then we made sure that this pre-season would get us to levels of competitiveness that were very high. Um, I think we're getting there in the way that, that I see the game and the way I believe the game should be played. And and uh, slowly we're getting into the team that that I wanted this club to, to become. Uh, now it's preseason. It's a good beginning. Uh, but now the real stuff starts. But for sure one thing is clear. This team is in uh, the right direction. Yeah, I mean, you you talked about you wanted a, a challenging and a, a competitive preseason, and you, you certainly have had that, especially mm-hmm. with these three Portland games. I mean, you must be. I mean, talk to you, you're happy with what you've seen. Have you been surprised? I, I mean, either good or bad, but by anything that you've seen from the squad. No, no Michael. I think you you know me by now. I don't get too low with losses. I don't get too high with wins. I. I have a belief. I have a belief that our club should be built, and our club should play. And what are the, the, the what are the, the the special aspects? So, when you recruit um, and you look for profiles that that fit the way you want to play, it's easier to connect all the pieces together. Uh, and then, of course, the way the preseason was planned, it was planned months ago. Um, detailed, ready for us to, to be in a position to be ready to play the home opener. I, I don't know what's the result of the home opener, right? I, could be a win, a tie, a loss. What I know is we're going to be ready for that game. There's a lot of positives, I, I think, that that you can take from the, the pre-season. And for me, one of the biggest ones, and you touched on it there, the new additions, they already look to be in a better position to play that system that you so longed to play last year, but yeah. that the players last year just weren't capable of it. I mean, it already feels that these guys know exactly what's expected of them. Yeah, Michael, I think that, you know, when we recruited with time, again, last year was hard to arrive and in one month and a half get 18 guys. It was hard and and we got some right, but we missed on many. Uh, but now we have time. We've been... We've been building this team since maybe May of last year. So slowly we did piece by piece. We looked for profile. We looked for players that would fit what we want. And one thing that is not negotiable is the intensity of our players. Every time we look at a guy, there's a player that could miss a pass, miss the goal. But man, the intensity they play at needs to be there. And I feel that we we see that in our players. So we see it more and more, and, and that's important. And another big positive for me has certainly been the, the chemistry, especially in the attack. And mm-hmm. last year, the goals were struggling to come pre-season, regular season. Eleven goals in the in the six pre-season games now, but it, it's not even just the amount of goals. That the chemistry and the understanding and. Players like like Kava's building a good relationship with Reina and also with yeah. Milinkovic. I mean, it, it looks yeah. good up there. Yeah, even uh, in some of the channels, you know, the channel Rusty Ali, David, uh, the channel Jake and, and Christian. And look, what, what's uh, what's 
still very encouraging is that the margin to progress is so high. Um, there's good players that are not with us yet. So that's encouraging too. We're, again, I, I really feel that we're building this club in the right direction. Now we need to keep going. We need to understand what needs to be to become better and belief in what we're doing. And right now there's a huge belief in the group on now we're working and what we're doing. But uh, again, I think it started, to be honest, in, in last year. I think the last eight games of the, the season, uh, we addressed a couple of points and continue setting the mentality. And many times teams in those positions, they just crumble and give up, you know, and our team, no, we, we kept going, we kept building. And there's many things that were necessary uh, last season, like Max Cripple, Eric Godoy, Inbom, Ali Adnan, you know, many, many things that today, uh, with the additions of the right pieces, bring us to come closer, I would say, come closer to what we want to be. Now, I, I know you don't like particularly singling out players, but I, I kind of want to talk about Cavallini just a little bit. He's obviously yeah. been brought in to, to score goals. That's what he does. But the, these games, and especially like today against Minnesota, his football IQ is just something I haven't seen in Whitecaps players for a few years. Like the penalty he won, he took a second to, to stop to let Boxall run into him. This is the kind of IQ we haven't seen uh, at the club for a long time. The goal he scored against New England. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's a, it's a player that we followed for for a year and a player that we wanted for a year. And then other forwards came into the mix. We, we had to be patient on the moment to get him. But again, I think I said this a lot of times, a player doesn't switch on and off. Um, a player to, to be ready to be in the boxes because he's always connected with the team during the 90 minutes. And Kava's connection with the team during the 90 minutes is so high that it allows him, when his time comes in the box, to be connected. And I think that's one of his, his biggest strengths. He, he doesn't stop. He works. He's a team player. He's a totally uh, total team player. And Milinkovic, I, I know him from his time at Hearts, watched him a, a lot in the games there. It could have been viewed as a, a risk bringing him in with how things were at Hull, but he looks hungry out there and he's linking up well. He is, he is and he, he's backing up the conversation he had with me on the phone. Uh, he's very, very hungry to get back to a, to a spot like he was at Hearts and, 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 and help the team in that way. Now, He's hard on himself. He's adapted incredibly fast with the group. The guys like him. He works really hard. And um, he's a player that when we watched him, we just felt he had the profile for our league and for our team. So sometimes you, you really have to pay attention to the situation of the player in his current club. But you have to focus even more on the profile. And sometimes... A player doesn't suit a, uh, doesn't have a profile or doesn't suit a certain team, but then he arrives in another environment with another way of playing, with another coach, and, and becomes a, a different player. And we hope that he could continue growing with us. Now, talked about some of the positives. Obviously, there's a couple of negatives as well from the pre-season. One of the biggest ones is two of your key players, Owusu and Ranko, 
not available to you for for these games. I mean, you you must just be pulling your hair out with how long this yeah, stuff I'm takes. Really disappointed. I'm very disappointed with that, and uh, it's frustrating. You know, if you look at uh, we announced, I think, uh, also on the 28th of January, yeah. and Sporting Kansas City announced Kida on the 29th of January. Both are Africans that played in Israel. One is has been with Kansas City for three weeks. And uh, also hasn't been with us not even one day. So that's frustrating. Ranko, it's frustrating. But we're evaluating how we could do this better. And the other thing, uh, Michael, this is not going to be... Uh, our off-seasons are not going to be like the last two, uh, that there was some rebuild. Right now we're in a position that we're getting a core that's here to stay a little bit more and... Hopefully, we're not going to be in positions of waiting for guys like that. But this is when I say that our team has still a lot of margin to progress. Is You mentioned two. Uh, you didn't mention Eric Godoy that is injured. And yeah. He's going to be an help. And we also have some valuable cap money to, to do another move. So there's a lot of margin to progress here. I mean, do, do you see these guys when they are available being able to slot in right away, or are you going to have to like assess their fitness and it might be a, a few uh, weeks? Yeah, I have to. If you look at a guy like Ouso that was signed a month ago, he couldn't train with his team, right? Yeah. And because he couldn't train with his team, now he's in a gym just keeping fit. So those four weeks bring the player football rhythm back, and we have to 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 kind of rework. So. I don't see them slotting in right away, but I hope they could slot in as soon as possible. Now, the defence, I mean, it's looked solid at times, and it's, there's been games you've been in complete control, but some of the goals that's been given up, that's it, been a little bit sloppy at the back. Yeah, Did, yeah, yeah. It's my, uh, it's my disappointment in where I'm going to have to hammer and become better. We... We lack maybe a little bit of the stability there because we... You know, managing Kimidi, uh, a lot of things that we weren't able to really steady that back for yet. So there's there's a sector for sure and a, a place where we could progress. Just the last couple of things. The, the, the roster is pretty much full. You, you've had guys like Didic and Sissoko on... On trial, you've got the homegrown signings. Do you see any movement either with bringing those two guys, the trialists, into the fold or maybe moving some of the homegrowns on to get some experience uh, or playing time elsewhere? Yeah, now, now that the preseason is done uh, on Monday, we're going we're gonna to evaluate all those situations to make sure that we take the best decision for, for, for our club and also help the development of these players. And traded for a, an international spot today, which seems to have, have got a lot more expensive than it, it did in, in previous years. But yeah. is that for anything imminent, or are you kind of looking more towards the summer window with that? Uh, no, it's opportunity. Uh, and there's some good opportunities now, and others in the summer. We're evaluating right now all the opportunities and possibilities, and we'll decide uh, what we're going to do season gets underway next week. What, what's your thoughts on the Western Conference this year? It looks strong. The strongest. The strongest. You could be a very good team, a stronger team, uh, but still being tough to move in the standings. Uh, it's just the strongest. Uh, 
division, in my opinion. The, the, the team obviously gets underway at home. The last couple of seasons, and obviously you can only draw on what you did yourself last year, BC Place used to be kind of a fortress. It was something that the Twitter account was always tweeting out about Fortress BC Plays, but the last few years it's not been like that. What what do you think the team needs to do to get back to making BC Place a, a place that teams just don't want to come to? We need to be more aggressive. We we can't hold back. We can't defend only when we're home. We can't be a low team when we're home. Uh, we need to be a team that, that goes and, and looks to, to recover the ball, looks to go to goal right away, and that's what's going to pump the fans up, and that's how we're going to grow as a, as, a, as a club playing home. And there's a lot of things that we're doing uh, to, to, to become better there, and um, hopefully the results are going to come from that. I think that it all comes from the way you want to play in home, we have to take charge of the game. We can't be afraid. That's great. Thanks so much for your time today, Mark. Safe, safe travels. I'll see you at training next week. Thank you very much. See you. Take That's care. Great. Thanks, Mark. Bye. He's a gaffer. You can try it up with him. He's a gaffer. Even when he's on a limb. He's a gaffer. When his back's against the wall. Has the answer to it all. The gaffer for the first time this preseason stroke start of the season. Yeah, Mario Santos there talking all things Whitecaps, feeling very optimistic, talking that there's still a, a lot of room for growth in this team and how exciting that prospect is. And there is, let's be honest, there is this team is not firing on all cylinders just now because we're missing some key pieces. Yeah. I mean you think about who's still to come in or who's so Ranko, if they do bring in a like Dong and Dong and Wang together, just bossing that midfield, spraying just balls all over the pitch would be fantastic. And then if we get an Argentine in number ten, definitely a lot of room for growth. They've been working on the uh, on on building for twenty twenty since May. He said last year uh, when they knew things were not. Looking so hot in 2019. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's good to hear MDS and how yeah, excited he is. You also hear some frustration around the, you know, the bringing players in. And the defense, at least. And the defense, He's always yes. said what we're seeing, he's seeing. Yeah. And, yeah, not happy with the goals that, that they have given up. And as we talked about in the first part, that's a concern. But it's frustrating, these delays because of the visas. Godoy having this calf strain. You 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 also mentioned that like TFC like TFC they signed Piatti and I think uh, he's injured uh, not ready to go but he he would have been ready to go if he was healthy yeah. and I think he was signed after some of these guys were I, like I don't yeah. remember I don't remember Montreal or or Toronto having any of these no kind of issues. and it's I could be, they could have, and I've I've heard of Vancouver having these issues until this year this year has been way the, worse than there's previous been years. delays in the past but it doesn't seem to have been this long no not multiple weeks usually yeah. it's a week after they make the announcement or something like that so. We're wondering now as well what happens with Didich. You have to feel he's going to go back to the CPL with Edmonton. Sissoko, it was already kind of tweeted out today, he's going back to Montreal. He's expected to join up next week with Halifax for pre-season training. The homegrowns, to free up some roster spots and also to avoid maybe a a couple of them being in the top 20 salaries-wise and stuff as well, there's going to have to be a couple of loan deals. 
who would you see as the prime candidates for that? For me, Michael Baldissimo, yeah, gotta, I think, has to, the maybe go, uh, yeah. to Pacific FC. Yeah. I would, the two that I would keep, and I think, and I'm not talking about the ones that have been here for a while, like Tybert, obviously, but the ones that I would keep is Bear um, and, well, obviously, and yeah. Metcalf. I would keep Metcalf. Yeah, I'd keep just because Metcalf. You, look good, yeah. Yeah. Just because yeah. you need some players in the roster, too, that can come in on an emergency basis. Baldissimo, I would, I would loan out because... He hasn't. He's. He, I think he dealt with a pretty serious injury last year, and it'd be good if he got some yeah. playing time because he didn't get any last year. So, how confident are you in this team heading into the KC game? What, Ca- what's cautiously optimistic? <laughs> KC have not looked totally good in preseason. They lost the last game to Red Bulls at the weekend as well. I don't think they're firing on all cylinders yet. I'm confident we come out of this one with a win. I, I think they they need like considering that this team's made the same number of changes and everything like that or similar number of changes. I think Vancouver has looked better, like you said, than KC this week. I think KC might take a little bit longer because this is the first time in a lot long lot of years that they have uh, revamped their whole roster. Whereas Vancouver has experience in revamping the roster, so they, they can they can maybe pick it up a little bit faster. I think yeah. Before these last two games, I would have thought yeah, KC is going to come and take all three points. Now I feel more like it could be a draw or Vancouver could get like a late win. Steve never really listens back to, to the show. No. But <laughs> you had the Buzzcocks ever fallen in love with someone? Yeah. Well, I did that, yeah. Yeah. So before that, a dedication to you. Yeah. And you. before that I had, hi, I'm Johnny Russell. You're listening to yeah, the AFD yeah, yeah. Soccer <laughs> Show. And then I played that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I actually like the song. I hadn't heard that song before. And oh, really? It was really good. Well, that's good because you like Johnny Russell. There's a good cover of it as well by Fine Young Cannibals oh, from the 80s. Much softer, slower But version. you're a Buzzcocks Oh, Oh, yeah, Buzzcocks is the, the best. But I threw out on Twitter, what one question would fans like to ask MDS? Now, most of the replies came back after I chatted to Mark because I got him right after the, the game yesterday. But just what? Why don't we answer as though we are Mark DeSantis? Oh, that sounds oh, like Oh, can fun. I do the accent and everything? No, no, please don't. Oh. You, yeah, you look more like his brother, so don't do the accent. Well, he's got an accent too. <laughs> yeah, they actually sound alike on the radio. Uh, they do. So we'll go through some of them. Robert Vanden Auden, he said he would ask, what happens to the season if Cavallini gets injured. Now, that's a definitely valid and genuine concern, but it is for all teams. Yeah. If, if LAFC lost Vela, okay, bad example. They've got thousands of people. Yeah. But like last year, you saw it with the Galaxy. Yeah. When Zlatan was hurt, they struggled a little bit. And it's going to be the same with all these teams. And that's the one reason I've always talked about bringing in a big-name player. I'm not a huge fan because if he goes down injured... You've Kev- spent Kev- all your yeah. money. I know, Cavallini's not a big name. Player. No, That's but, not, but I know, you spent, just they spent, talking in they spent the most money they have on a transfer fee for a player in yeah. MLS. Yeah, uh, it's a concern. No, If it's a long-term injury, uh, yeah, it's definitely a concern. Yeah. But if it's if it's short-term, I think they can handle a week or two here and there. Yeah. It, but uh, Cavallini it doesn't have a history of being injured. Like, I'm, hopefully I'm not jinxing it right now, but he doesn't have a serious history of like having major surgeries or yeah. injuries or something like that. No, and I think that they also can bring in some people uh, in those spots. They can bring in the Colombian if they, yeah. if they want. Although, you got Ricketts. Yeah, yeah, they got Ricketts. They got Bear. Yeah. Uh, who else? There's no one I'm missing, isn't there? No, that's it. That's you can, that. I mean, you can play like Jordy as a false nine. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, can, for sure, yeah. You can change things, change things up, but... Ricketts is probably the more would be probably the more natural first choice. But to yeah. be honest, in, in the especially way they, in comparison to Cavallini's play too, yeah. But I would I would rather see 
Bear get a run there if if it was like he's a long term kind of quiet though preseason because he hasn't had that many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about that. Especially if he especially if Bear comes if he comes back with the approach he had last year, yeah. right? Where you know where he Mark you know heralds his buckling down and all that kind of stuff. Ian Fisher said he would ask MDS if he still has hopes of playing his preferred four three three on a regular basis. He obviously can't right now because of the squad makeup. So his question really is. Does that speak to what the incoming players will get to allow the flexibility? I think, I, so. I, I think he likes the four-two-three-one though, and it's working. It's, I wouldn't change but I th- that. But I think he the, the four the four-two-three-one the way he's playing it is a little bit hybrid, especially in different yeah, points cool. of the thing. I think they, when they start the the ball kickoff or whatever, that's when it's a four-two-three-one. Otherwise, it's always moving around. Exactly, and the. And the 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 formational setup is like a bit semantics, especially when you're we're talking between four three three and four two three one. Yeah, it's it's fluid. The way the I team think plays the four well. two three one is more used for the defensive purposes. Yeah. When they're defensive, they, they're definitely four two three. When they're forward, they could you know fly all over the place as long as they get back to that yeah. four two. Except for the Whitecaps, it turns into a three three four with Ali on the left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a free roll. Yeah. Jonathan said his biggest concern is chemistry between Kamiri and Cornelius right now. His question would be, what are the adjustments they need to work on? Is it tactical? Is it communication? Is it timing? I think I, it's all of those. I think Cornelius did it a lot in the Minnesota game, but Creamy needs to do, uh, Creamy, I was are you always call him Creamy. Kamiri um, needs to make the game a lot simpler for himself. Like he can't go out there and just attack like defensive. Like yeah. uh, he can't go with flying into tackles. Just make it a simple. Cornelius, I thought played really uh, well well against Minnesota. I, uh, I don't know. I can't remember where he was positioning wise was in the goal. But other than that, he he bossed people off the ball. He pushed them aside. He, he was in the right positions. Earlier, you said you, your preference, if everyone's fit and match fit and all that, for opening day would be Ranko and. Was it Godoy? And Godoy, yeah. Godoy. So if Ranko's not in that spot, which is or or not here or whatever, yeah. it's going to be Cornelius and, Go- and Godoy. Godoy. Yeah. yeah, but Godoy's As not going to be right? fine to go right. for for opening day. So that's confirmed. Mark basically said yeah, that okay. there. Yeah, if okay. every everybody's healthy, and I've, I've been staunch against this before, but my if anybody's if everybody's healthy, it for me is from right to left. It's Godoy, um, Ranko, Cornelius, and Adnan. I'd actually do that. Oh, yeah, Godoy, right back? Yeah, right mm. back. Yeah, because, I'm not, I'm not because opposed to that. I'm, I'm really shaky on Jake's play right now defensively. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. I would be happy to see Eric play right back. Viewser888 want to ask, has he heard of a midfield? <laughs> I think preseason is lulling us into a little bit of a false sense of security, and it's going to be a different ball game when the season kicks off. I don't think anybody, any coach has heard of the midfield that's coached the Whitecaps so far since <laughs> no. they're coming to MLS. No, but it's, uh, it was good to hear him say in your interview there uh, that he wants to take more control of games at home yeah. and not look like the away team like they did so many times last year. El Canico, well, not yeah. as optimistic. Yeah, let's balance yeah. the optimism now. <laughs> He says, one week out from first kick, we're still needing an attacking mid, defensive mid, depth on the wings, a starting right back, centre back depth. So my question for MDS would be, what is your outlook for 2021? Because this season is already a lost cause. Well, I, that, that I'll falls more to Zach's. No, uh, no, no, no. You got to wait. You'll, we'll know in April. Because in April, on one of our shows in April, Michael will pronounce this team is good enough or not good enough. Like yep. he has every MLS season. And I think there's been one or two where they were good enough. Yeah. 
have been proven correct on most you, of the occasions. How much more centre-back depth do we need? I know. I, <laughs> I mean, we've got no real roster well, spots open right well, now no, as well to add all these but, things Okay, but to, to be, be fair to El Canico, I think he's talking he's about Ranko's not here. Yeah. Godoy's un, well, not fit. Yeah. Like, there, there, there are issues and around And Godoy him. can be possibly the starting right back. Yeah. Depth on the wings, I think, is fair because... I, We've got Raposo, who's not looked too bad, actually, pre-season. But then he hasn't got a lot of finishes. time these last couple no, of years. No, he looked... Right? San Diego, he was looking good, yeah. but yeah. Rathigan Khan said, key midfield positions are arriving late this season. Obuso, the new Korean player, Dong, and we have a very difficult set of opponents in our first 10 matches. What would be a realistic number of wins... Ooh. In these first ten matches, well, I guarantee MDS is not going to answer that no, question. No. Never, but let's answer that for him. I would. Well, say he's going to say I, we take one game at a time. We focus on one game at a time. Based we on fo- focus, based, focus. Yeah, based on their first ten games, <laughs> I would say they'd be they'd be really satisfied with three to four wins. I was going to say three, three yeah. to four. They'd be satisfied with that. I think that as long as there was another three or four draws. In yeah, there, I think. I mean. I'm looking at it, and it, it's scary. Well, yeah, but there's three games that look winnable off the block, which is Kansas City at home, Rapids at home, Salt Lake at home. Yeah, there's there's your three wins yeah. that you should get. Yeah, should beyond should. that. Yeah, it looks tough. No, but they they that's have, a big should. But yeah. the thing is, with this team uh, in the past, and I'm I'm not going to put the past on these guys. But the, they tend to win the games that they shouldn't win or get results, and they lose the games that they should win for sure. Yeah, That's the concerning there's point. There's been so a they, lot of that. So they need to win those three games and then pick up a couple surprises yeah. here and there. Because the you've day. got this four-game stretch that's horrific. Away to Seattle, yes. away to Portland, away to San Jose, away, away to, to Toronto. TFC. Yeah. Now, if you get any points out of that. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife and me are actually having a big argument just now about holiday plans because I want to go to Seattle, Portland, and San Jose, and she wants to come with me. So I'm just having an <laughs> argument just now as to, to what we're going to do with that, but I think she'll be coming with me. And the last bit for this part. Dim. Dim McNamee said, I would ask him why he has been so silent since we had a new CEO and sporting director. I value those positions for the growth of the club, but the voice of the coach is the one that resonates with the fans the most. I think Mark's just relishing the fact that he can take a little bit of a yeah. back seat well, this off season. I think, I think once the season starts, he'll talk. Recharging. Yeah. I think he'll talk more once yeah. the season starts. Um, and he he comes. He's already started his Monday uh, morning manager, or whatever, with yeah. the, with the local radio club, uh, radio station. Um, he started that. I'd and love he, to see him at the local radio club. That'd be and, great. And then he does a couple of hits on their website too. So he oh. he, he does. He, I think he does talk enough for now. Yeah, for it, there's been so much dysfunction with how yeah. who's talked and why and what and yeah. when they didn't and all that kind of stuff that the coach in Vancouver has always had to do more talking Too than much. they yeah. should have. But I do get Dem's point because folk do want yeah. to hear oh, from yeah. the coach. But, um, but I, I think, but also I think get, it's, a, it's preseason where he's trying to focus on getting yeah, the team ready. Yeah, and I think he's enjoyed it and it's been and, relaxing And the problem is just nobody's been there uh, from the media. Yeah. They're, 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 they're so yeah. The, I was so disappointed I couldn't make it. I had hoped to get down to the last two games, but Wednesday was still not right. But you can probably hear it still yeah, in the voice just now. And, giving you one of those temperature things at the border and yeah, send you back. Yeah, I know. And I don't want my end going up me. No, there's a forehead thing. Have you not seen? There's a new thing. People come off planes and they do temperature. Oh, no. We're going to be back with some more chat about MLS this time and some predictions about the Whitecaps and more after this. Hi, I'm Maxim Kripo from the Vancouver Whitecaps and you're listening to the EFTN Show.
If you didn't know already, you know now, I'm back picking the music for the show this week. That was Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves. Not the share version. <laughs> Which we were all... Which we were all looking forward to, I'm sure, when, oh, you, yeah. when you saw that in the rundown. Prize of a Chocolate Digestive, if you can tell me who that was. Famous band? Gypsy Kings. No. I was going to say oh. Rolling Stones. Oh, the, who they're covering? No, who that was singing there. It's some. It's you and your mates in your garage. No, but it is somebody doing a rehearsal in 1987. That was Nirvana. Oh. But it wasn't Kurt Cobain singing. It was Chris Novoselic. Oh. Oh, the other guy. Mm. He's uh, that's uh, his. You know, the tall guy. His championship city. He loves it down there. Yeah. Loves all their bands. Anyway, that was played because all hail the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. Oh, that's what. Okay. What? I take it you guys did not watch the no, boxing last. I saw night. you. You said something in the WhatsApp thing, and I just. It's like a, I know was, you didn't reply. It was yeah. something illegal and nefarious. Yeah, that's he why was I didn't like, want to reply. Use well, his no. VPN. Go on this German website and use a VPN. I, it, what, I was in Frankfurt last night. That's all anyone needs to know. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a quick flight back. <laughs> but yeah, what a fight. Tyson Fury, man of the people. Was he De- Scottish? Destroyed. Is he Scottish? Uh, Irish heritage, English. Oh. There's a really good documentary actually on ITV just now about Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. So try and find that if you can on online in whatever nefarious places that you, you find such shows. But it was a fantastic fight. You're obviously not boxing fans, so... I used to be. Oh. <laughs> anyway, you're back listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. And we're going to have a little bit of fun in this part. We're going to make some bold predictions for the season to come. So you guys, you gave your MLS West predictions last week. I wasn't here. I'll chip in mine. LAFC to win the West. Caps will finish. I'm going to say, before yesterday's game, I thought 11th. I'm now going 9th. <laughs> oh, see, we gave a range, didn't we, last week? Yeah, yeah. you were getting too technical. Yes, yeah, I, I, I think I, I said 6 to 10. I really liked how you did that, though. It was good, but I'm, I'm going with 9th. So that's just my thoughts there. And it's still only seven teams? <laughs> still seven at the moment. No, so, I think it's going to stick at seven. I think seven will be the max, yeah. even when they expand to more. Oh. So a definitive year, nay. Whitecaps and playoffs? Well, based uh, on my response last week when I said six to ten, yeah. I'll have to say no. No. I would say that they're just going to miss. I say no as well. How many points will the Whitecaps get this year? Like more moral points? <laughs> I have them at, uh, f- I don't even know if this is enough or not, but I have them at 49. Oh, oh. I had them at... Just under the 50 mark. I remember 50 was usually the, the goal to get to the playoffs. I don't know if that's enough uh, nowadays because there's so many more teams. I'm not sure if that holds up still. Based on the number of wins I had for them, uh, I had them way lower than that. Uh, I might have to adjust my win number. Um, I... I'll say, I'll say forty-three, because we got thirty-four last year. Forty-three is a good, good shout. What was it last year? Thirty-four. Oh, that's more in line with my with the win total I wrote there. Point in the game, <laughs> which, is, which is what they started every game with. Yeah, not even worth playing the games. It's just like I just give them a point. Let's see if I'm saying they're going to finish ninth. I say forty-one. Oh. Is 41 the ninth now? 
I don't even know what no. this. I didn't even check what the standings. I I guessed fifty was the last year. Ninth was forty two. Is it still three oh. points for a win? What was what was the playoff spot? Seventh spot. Uh forty eight. Forty eight. Then I will give them forty seven or forty six. Okay. How many wins <laughs> this year? Now last year they got eight. Yeah. So I had originally I had thought nine, but then that does it's hard to get the forty. That sixteen I'm, draws. I'm gonna say twelve. Yeah, because so I had to I, adjust I, my number, so I'm going to say 12. Yeah, I'm going to say 11 then. Because I went for 41. I haven't thought this through properly. I just yeah, picked a number you're the one that put, you're the one what that put, No, I made this section up. What number did you pick? I went with 41. And I initially, no. well, I was going to, I thought 11 or 12. Oh, okay. So you say then, 12 and five draws. There you go, 41. Yeah. That's not enough draws, though. Yeah, it is. Five I'm draws. sorry, I think they get more draws than yeah. five. Okay, I'm going to go with 11 wins. Okay. How many home wins, though? Because I think it's, we're going to be Fortress. BC. Well, I don't, I don't see I'd them getting a lot on the road. It'll be I'd a blockade. I see of the 12 I said, I say they get 10 on the road home. Yeah, I, I'm going to say 9. I'm going to go with 8 of the No, 9 of the 11. I'll go with 9 of the 11 as well. So, how many goals will Lucas Cavallini score? I will in say... In the regular season. 16. Well, if you don't have to make it the playoffs, then yeah. Then it's okay, totally just not to oh, be yeah. the same as Oh, team. I'm not like Voyager's Cup and stuff. Okay, fine, 15. You can have 16. Okay. No, that's fine. You take 16, I'll take 15. <laughs> I'm going with 20. And not much help from anyone else. It's going to be a solo Lucas Cavallini. A tank rolling over the opposition at BC Place like it's Tiananmen Square. One guy <laughs> stopping him. What goalkeeper would that be? Nick Romanda's gone, so it's not him. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to goalkeepers. Clean sheets. How many clean sheets? How many sheets? were there last year again, for reference? Uh, oh, actually, let me check that. That I did not check. I didn't check any of it either, so, uh, but I said five. Yeah, I was I was thinking like... I think there was three last year. Yeah, I was but, thinking like six. I was thinking like, I think last year there was maybe two. two. I, th- I think they'll have an opportunity in the, like, the 89th or 90th minute for about ten. <laughs> they'll have clean sheets at 10 of it, so they'll but wait, 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 we forgot to clarify Steve when you say 5 are you talking I'm talking ultra clean sheets ultra clean sheets, yeah, ultra okay. clean sheets. <laughs> Max had 5 clean sheets last year oh so I think he'll duplicate that I think it's more than that I'll say it's gotta be at least 6 then hmm I'm gonna go with 4 just I was gonna go with 5 but I'll go with 4 because I think we'll have a shaky start to the season I think we'll win games, but I think we'll give goals up. So looking at players that might move on, Ali Adnan um, was on TSN Radio this past week saying that he plans to be a Whitecap for a very long time. I listened to, the, I listened to that, and I don't remember him saying that. Oh. that, that, saying that I didn't listen movement. to it. I just read the quote that they no, tweeted. No, I don't, I don't remember right. the very long time. So, I think so, he said, uh, I'll be with the Whitecaps. Or I don't remember. Maybe I missed So that would it not be important for like whoever's interviewing him to say, was it Price or Blake? Or yeah, what are those the Securus. Yeah, Securus and Price. Okay, would it not have been prudent for them to say, oh, no. that's good to hear that, you, that you're that you saying that while you're in Vancouver? Because we read some headlines mm-hmm. where you said the exact opposite thing. In, your, in a different, in yeah, a different they point. didn't. They didn't bring that up. But they mentioned that. Why wouldn't uh, they? They like, mentioned that you want to, um, you know, keep going higher with your career. Are you looking to go to Europe? Are you looking to stay? And he, his answer wasn't as clear as the headline. Oh. I don't recall the headline. I have to list, re-listen to it because I was listening at double speed. Um, but yeah, I like I, to do that. Yeah, but uh, so I don't know if that's the case. But I might have missed it. So that I, I think he'll stay for the summer. I think he's more likely to stay than the next guy you're going to talk well, about. Well, I think I think based yeah, on my question true. was, will he be here past this summer? I don't. I mean, 
I, I don't. I don't think he will. I think he the way he's where he's talking, not in Vancouver, and the way he's playing right now. I think there's a high probability that he he's one of the players who moves on. Yeah. Now, I, maybe I think, not as I think high he'll as, go this summer. Uh, too. The only other thing I have about the, his home t- talking about the Iraqi newspapers about that is that I think that he's still trying to make him because I if people in Iraq will is consider the European leagues to be the top end at all. So oh, I think I, he's he's trying to say, "Well, I'm getting offers from Europe, but I want to." I th- like I think I, that's what he's trying to do. I think his maybe motives do are. Both. I think his motives are clear, but yeah. he is definitely communicating a different message in different places. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Will Inbom be here past the summer? No. I think he will, especially if that the offer that's been rumored, that people are saying that he's in that range and mm-hmm. getting that offer, I think they will take that offer at that point. Yeah. If he has a good start to this season, I can't see him here past I think the if they summer. could cover the Cavallini, like that's what we're talking about, the Cavallini offer, like the, whatever they paid for Cavallini, they get yeah. back for Inbom. I think they do. Yeah, yeah I, could, I, I can see him going more than Adan. However, what I think is going to happen is a. Uh, don't wish this on either of them, but I think one of them is going to get hurt. Oh, no. And not going to be able to move. Like don't, we saw with uh, Matias Lava. Try to be more positive. No, I'm, Mr. Jinx. This is a bold prediction section. Well, like, even one of the questions. I mean, <laughs> Will they get hurt? If they both move on, it obviously frees up DP spots because without that, you're not looking at bringing a, a DP in. I still have hopes of bringing Scotty Arfield in. Yeah. At, at because you love Rangers. I love him. <laughs> He's the Johnny second restraining order coming up for. He's the Canadian Canada's Johnny team. Russell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or is Johnny Russell the Scottish Scott Arfield? Awesome. I'll ask him that. But no, you found my question. You fell in love with Johnny they're Russell. Mates. Are, they're, they're, yeah. they're mates, right? Uh, I don't know. Are you I talking, still, haven't you talked to him about it? Have you mentioned Arfield? Are you talking to Russell? No. No. Okay. I still remember asking you. We're all the same to you, aren't we? No. Who's you, there's someone you talk to him about who's playing the league? Who's Scottish? Oh, oh uh, the guy in Houston. Was there a guy in Houston? Might have been Gary Mackay, Stephen. Maybe. It probably would have been. Which white cap will be the first one to be sent off? Efrain Juarez. Oh, probably. <laughs> oh, it's still Backdated. still playing for the white caps. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Kamiri. Oh, that was that. That's that a... was my shout as well. In one of the first couple of games, because <laughs> that tackle in the Portland game. Yeah, I like it. I love him tackling like that. MLS refs and I think VAR he, I think are not going to. I'm, I'm like concerned that. that MLS refs will give him a silent yellow card for his hairdo, so he automatically <laughs> jumps to a red if he does anything wrong. Yeah, if not, if, for his if, if, if it's not Kamiri, then I think it's going to be someone like a big player like Adnan or Milinkovic or, or Inbaum or Milinkovic got, or or, or Reina, like oh, one of those. Yeah, there's a nice uh, Aussie Alonso though was a absolute dick yesterday. Yeah. But. Oh, he was classic, yeah. Ozzy. Well, he's part of, from from your favorite club there. Well, that's where that's where I like the 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 tweet back and forth from Minnesota. Minnesota, well, there seems to be a little scuffle. Well, you got Alonzo oh, yeah, yeah, on the that team. Was, that's what White Whitecaps, Whitecaps responded with that. There was a player that used to play for Hearts. I can't remember his first. I think it was Steve Fulton, and he he wasn't the bonniest footballer that you're ever going to see. So whenever he got booked, the opposition fans would chant, "Booked for being ugly." Oh, yeah, boot for B and ugly. Kind of look like Igor from the Frankenstein films. Who will be the biggest surprise of the season? For the Whitecaps. Whitecaps player. So, I think, last I, year, I think because they haven't talked, nobody's really talked to him, and he's come from a, like a, a league that nobody really knows about, Owosu. I think Owosu will be a surprise. Because last year the unsung hero was Godoy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking Ranko. 
or Raposo could have a bit of a breakout. Yeah. The only problem with uh, Obranco is Ranko is going to be a solid player, so I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to do anything that really shines as much, but people aren't going to notice him as much. I think Owosu, he's going to be running all over the pitch, moving up, moving back, and I think people will notice him on the pitch if he plays to his capabilities. Yeah. It, it, there's so many options for who... <laughs> I'll go yeah, with because you don't rate any of. I'll, I'll go with um, you know I'm going to go with uh, Toast Saint Ricketts for his off the bench contributions. Oh, which player will be the biggest disappointment? At this point, I'm going to have to say Jake, even though I don't know how much people confidence people have in him right mm-hmm. now. At this point, I'll say he'll he's going he's going to cost him some games. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm of, hoping I reverse jinx him by saying all this stuff. There's a lot of people who are. Definitely down on him on, yeah. on the socials. Uh, the biggest disappointment. So because of that, I, I don't think you can say him because <laughs> yeah, I think I know, yeah. so many people are already so low on him. Uh, biggest disappointment, I think, is going to be uh, someone like Dahome. Yeah, Dahome's who I'm thinking of as well. But, but when I put this together... He was the guy I thought of. Yeah. And then yesterday I was like, oh, you know, he's got these flashes. Yeah, he's Maybe a rich, he just he, needs to find his feet. He's a rich man's uh, last Mangora. He, he really does need to find his feet, though, and not just fall over in the box. Right. Yeah. That, that would probably help with VAR. Yeah. I think he's probably from, because he's not used to VAR. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can just dive here and win a penalty. Oh, I've won a penalty. What, are you going to look at it on telly? Oh. <laughs> Who's going to be the breakthrough star? Is there going to be a young guy that gets significant minutes? So it could be someone like Ryan Raposo, or it could be one of the homegrown guys. Could it be Patrick Metcalf that, by the end of the year, has got some minutes under his I, belt? I hope I'm not wrong, and I think his role is going to be drastically different this year, so it might be a lesser role. But I'm I'm hoping that Theo Bear doesn't have like the sophomore slump, yeah. and is able to Take again the next he, step. Yeah, he might not play nearly as much as he did last year. Yeah, but his contributions in the games he played would be just as or even more significant. It's more than, quality than quantity. Yeah, yeah. My concern for him is the fact he might not get those minutes, yeah. and that might affect his yes. development a little bit. So when he does come in, he's not going to be as sharp as we saw yeah. last yeah. year. That's my, the potential my breakthrough downside. star is going to make you so happy because I think it's Dong. Oh, I thought it was going to be Johnny I think Russell. Dong is going to break through. Yeah, what are the chances they make? They still have time to swap for... Oh, yeah. You still could, swap Freddie for, for Johnny Russell. In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I'll pitch it at training this week. What about your shirts? Do you have those not come in yet? No. I, he, I, I, I actually think I get some merchandise made up. You know what? Freddie needs to expand to the central US too. He just can't stay around the West yeah, Coast. I he mean, needs to expand yeah, the coffee. You've got that one shop. It's really You just good. need to do an AFTN shirt. Just do, like the people with a scarf, do a pre-order so then you know you have enough. Yeah, and... I've been looking at a site called Merch Tea because I got a band t-shirt from there. As in B-A-N-D. You should get, <laughs> you should get some. No, there's lots of local people who can make shirts for you. Oh. Well, look at that. I'm, I'm looking at getting we'll a chocolate to, digestive. Talk one. to Will Silver. My breakthrough star, I think, is going to be Ryan Raposo. Cool. How many homegrown players do you see being loaned out? We kind of touched on that. There's no the limit on this, right? No. I say three or four. Three. I hope it's higher than last year. So, yeah. Well, last year, was it only one? Was it only David? Norman by the Norman, end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, well, two, also, different number. I'll say two. Quick MLS predictions just to round us bit up. The MLS Cup final will be between and who will win? I will say Sporting, Kansas City, and Philadelphia Union. <laughs> and I'll go Sporting wins. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to go LA Galaxy because I think LAFC will 
blow it in the playoffs again. That's what I'm expecting too. Uh, so LA Galaxy against New York City FC. I'll take the goats to come good. Although there's definitely some concerns with you know Walker. I think the Galaxy will win it as well. But. Walker leaving. Uh, and I'm going to go with, uh, from the East, I'm going to choose, um, well, I want to choose Dave Norman, but that would be crazy. Uh, he, he's supposed to choose the team. No, I know, but it's, he is the team. Oh. Um, that, that's a new name. They're not allowed to enter anymore. It's David Norman, yeah, David Miami. Norman. That's how they advertise. Norman, David Miami. Norman enters Inter Miami. Uh, no, uh, uh, I, I don't want to say Atlanta. Like it's, It feels dirty saying Atlanta. Uh, the Dirty South is that what it's called? Yeah, they are the Dirty South. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, LAFC. I'm gonna go LAFC versus. Uh, yeah, I'll just say Atlanta with LAFC winning. That, that's like a chalk to chalk. Kinda. Yeah, very chalk. Golden Boot. Is it very? Okay, I got it. I got is it. it. I got it. Chicharito? So I went chalk on that, and so it, it's, either, it's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's either a. It's you're the. It's I'm either certifiable or it's very bold prediction. Oh, well, I said Fern- bold Fernando Addy. Makes a I got I got to double down. <laughs> <laughs> but if not Addy, then I'll go Martinez. Oh, which one? Joseph. J- okay. I don't know. I don't know who would. I'm going for Vela again, which is the obvious answer. Yeah. But I want to go with somebody different, but I don't know anybody else. Cavalina's Cav- Cav- fifteen. How about the Chicago up? striker that you just brought in? I don't know if you brought one. In. Cut that out. I like this last thing you have here. Yeah, last question. <laughs> Can FC Cincinnati's season get any worse? <laughs> well, you know, Michael, I, I've been thinking about this, and I just think... If Things they, come in threes. Well, if no, if they can just get the culture... <laughs> <laughs> if they can just get to the start of the season. Seriously, yeah. remember when they fired... I know, when they fired when what's his name? Alan Koch Alan got fired. Like, like the culture. 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 He didn't build the right culture. We're bringing someone in that brings the right culture. You know what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Felony charges for not having insurance... And a racist coach. Wait, well, felony charges? Oh, Dar- Darren yeah, Maddox. Yeah, Darren, sorry. Yeah. I guarantee you this really puts Alan Koch as a viable coach in the future. Oh, and yeah. And return to MLS because yeah. he'll say, they'll say, oh. Look what I was dealing well, with. Yeah, yeah. What, what, like the, the, this shows that I was decent. Look what I yeah. was doing. Yeah. No, no, so, my players got arrested and were on felony charges. Are we charges. allowed to talk about the Darren thing or we got to wait? So. I, probably better to wait to the court right. case. But from reading yeah. what the, the charges absolute stupidity by him if that is what happened yeah. he says it's not and he'll be proven right in right, court okay. I think he's forgetting about date stamps and time stamps and internet and stuff but like I've that, also heard but. that even this kind of crime though, even if he is that even though uh, you can't face jail time that usually yeah. when it's a first offence or yeah, whatever I, I'm pretty sure he won't he won't go to jail it, it but just, he has no club don't be surprised no. insurance companies they will go after you they're like if you if it you just so happens them, the state as well is one of the states so, that but do we know Remember why was this in Pennsylvania too. and like well he was driving home oh. it's Ohio he Ohio's was driving right through and then he went off the road in Pennsylvania oh that okay I didn't read that part okay yeah but it doesn't it's not the brightest thing at least he hasn't set fire to himself in the car when it went off the road so there was that anyway we'll be back with some Canadian soccer chat after this hi I'm Mark Anthony Kay and you're listening to the AFTN radio show Get a little closer, let's fall. Quite open my stern, 
Nice song, Michael. What, what, what was that? That might surprise people to know I didn't pick that one. Steve, what was that song? It's Fine Shrine by Purity Ring. No, I didn't mind the song. It's a band from Edmonton. You're about listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio, 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of beautiful British Columbia. So we had a Canadian band there kicking off our section talking about Canadian soccer because it's been another busy week. It looks like, if I'm not mistaken, the first Canada-Trinidad game is sold out in Victoria. I, I haven't followed it, but uh, like last yeah, week I heard there was like 40 tickets left. Yeah. No, no, it's official. It's, it's officially yeah, sold out. I, I, I read it somewhere. I can't remember. It was Is the email. second one officially opened yet? No. So do you think they will? It's going to be hard to sell because it's too, you know Friday night to Tuesday. Yeah, night. it's I'm, I I'm really I'm, no, like I'm going over for the game. You're away, aren't you? I'm away. Yeah. yeah, there's no harm in opening it up at this point because you've sold the first game now. Mm. Now, now just open it up and see how many people come. Yeah, even if you get a couple thousand, so what? Who cares? But isn't there also is there a chance that like Alfonso might only play in the first game? Well, that's what I'm thinking as well. Mm. Like all these European guys, mm-hmm. it might be like we'll just play them in the first game. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that because you can only have a certain number of people in the call up. So you're gonna have to play some people. A second time, unless you buy get the majority of MLS. That's true. Because MLS, oh, well, I know Vancouver. I didn't check them out in Montreal, and Toronto, but Vancouver has the whole time off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all the teams will because they they know that these are coming up. I mean, it's great to see it selling out. I'm going over for the Friday game. I kind of want to go for the Tuesday game as well. Just stay. Well, that's the thing. It's the Imperial Cup final on the oh. Saturday here. But it's also the Jackson Cup final on the island. So I could stay and take in the Jackson Cup final. Yeah. <laughs> or come back and have the Imperial, which I'm going to have been watching the rounds and the build-up to. So I don't know. I don't, obviously don't want to drive, then come back, and then drive again because it's going to cost a fortune. Yeah, just go and stay for the... Yeah, might take the sub- AFT and your, submarine. Your wife can go visit her family? Well, yeah. FIFA announced Canada gained one point in February in their standings leaving them 14 behind El Salvador in the race to the Hex. A race which some, Dwayne Rollins in particular, are saying Canada has no hope in hell of closing. Not helped by the fact that El Salvador managed to get their game against Iceland in January, which they lost, classed as a training game. Was so it closed door? Points how how did they do that? I don't know. So they didn't lose any points for that. So it looks like we're going to be on a wonderful adventure going around sun-filled islands. That's better than going to play America, having bags of piss thrown at you in Mexico. Does it happen in Mexico or is that happening? Like yeah, it's more Central America. Than oh, is that just me that happened to in Mexico? Oh, <laughs> and that was just going over the border. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have worn that Trump hat. <laughs> For those wanting to head over, as I said, at the end of March, make a weekend of it if you can, if yeah. they do open the second game, because the Jackson Cup final should be a, a great thing to to happen it's taking place at West Hills as well do you have to pay to get into that do you know no it'll be totally open free. to the public so it's, it's going to be cup final day so there'll be three or four cup finals on that day so you can just sleep chance. sleep in the ground yeah I'm sure they'll let you do that yeah hmm. moving to Canadian club soccer now and we've got some CPL news to talk about because the schedule the full schedule is out and there's some changes we now have a balanced 28 game schedule each team will play against the other seven teams four times, twice at home, twice away. And for me, even better, this spring and fall season shenanigans, all gone, single table for the season, 
overall first place team makes the championship game. Expand the playoffs. Second and third place team now in a playoff. Or is that is that finalized? Place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it a two leg second? This uh, everything is one leg now. That I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I yeah I was talking with some people and I didn't know if it was not the final press final. release seemed to make it finalized. one one of the one of the jokes one of my friends said is this is how it is until Forge finish, finish eighth <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow it gets. It's like, all oh, seven teams, you've all deserved it. You've all tried very, very hard. <laughs> it's the Canadian way. Be nice to everyone. The feeling, though, is that it will keep more teams in the mix for longer. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know that it will, though. Well, if, you, it, sorry. if anything, it could make teams in the mix for less. Well, no, Yeah, but at the same time, it can't be less than last year, you feel like, because... Last yeah, year, last teams year, could then write off the first season, and they had the second season to look forward to. It's true, but if I think if you did the combined uh, standings or something, they were pretty close. Yeah, they were pretty. But here's the thing, too: is last Forge year, and Calvary were way ahead. Of yeah, the thing. Else. If so, if things went very similar to last year, you still like last year. I think all the teams, maybe except for Halifax. Had a chance at third spot. I think it was Valor, actually. Well, not if you ask Michael. Valor wasn't very good last year. If you ask Michael Silberbauer, if Pacific had a a chance. (laughs) Wasn't going to commit to that. Where is he now? Oh, good question. (laughs) There's going to be no midweek matches in the non-summer months. Smart. Smart. Which for the likes of Valor means they can only play midweek matches, I think, in July. (laughs) They're introducing Friday night football. York have 10 of their 14 home games on a Friday. It's a trying to boost the attendance. It's trying to get away from TFC. TFC. I yeah. think that's yeah. a fantastic thing to do. Well, did you see, I don't know if we talked about it on the show. Did, I don't know if you saw, there's a bit of uh, going back and forth between York and TFC this offseason. Oh, it, no. Yeah. Um, Toronto put out, I think it's their jersey or something. And they, or uh, I think it was the jersey. Anyways, they have like. Is a, it a kit? I don't know if it's the, the kit, the jersey, a scarf, something. They put out something, and they put like all the areas that support them, and they put parts of York Region in it, or all the parts of York Region in it, and then they had a little back and forth on social media. A little, ha, ha, oh, it was planned. I don't, uh, I don't think it was planned. Now I, there is somebody that's not going to be attending these yep. York games. R.I.P. York Nine's mascot Yorkie. Oh yeah, is dead. Yeah, I saw that. Hilariously done. They, they put it out, yeah. Yeah, did it like Pucci in the Simpsons? He's gone up to space yeah. and then it blew up and stuff. It was a terrible mascot. Yeah. It made Gritty look. It kind of looked a bit good. like Steve Fulton that I was talking about in the last part, actually. That's kind of what he looked like. But it was, it was a bad mascot. Yeah. yeah. It was scary. Yeah. You for think children. If you're going to have a mascot called Yorkie, yeah. it'd at least be dog. a dog. Yeah, that makes sense. Or a chocolate bar. There you go. But the, like weren't that. there a couple of really scary ones in uh, in 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 England or something? Well, like Scotland's that? got King Partick Thistle's got Kingsley. Yeah, Partick Thistle. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a wild looking. That's one like too. a big sun thing. Yeah, you and not it, seen it, that? Oh, it, it looks it looks like. horrifying sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he yeah. is absolutely horrifying, and it's better when they show videos of him chasing children around. <laughs> <laughs> Do they send him out on Halloween? Uh, now, the t- type that, of, that's what the like, type Daddy of mascot said, you want is Stewie the Starfish is the type of mascot yeah. you want for kids yeah totally that's Kingsley oh my that is disturbing <laughs> if you haven't seen Partick Thistle's mascot just google Kingsley Partick Thistle I gotta talk to Sean about that he's a Partick Thistle yeah that's, that's a very very oh, disturbing mascot yeah even, just <laughs> yeah. as I remember yeah no one's gonna sleep tonight after that Pacific FC have three Friday games four Saturday four Sunday 
one Tuesday and two Wednesday games. Now, those aren't great for people wanting to make it over from the mainland and maybe wanting to make a weekend of it because you've only got the four Saturday games. Maybe they're doing it on purpose the, fr- the Friday us. games. Mm. The Friday games, if you can get off early. If you if you can, though. I mean, that's tough. And then their season Well, you've got your off. helicopter ride still. Oh, yeah. You can take the helicopter over. Pacific kickoff this season on April the 11th against FC Edmonton, which means it's the same day that the Cats play LAFC four hours later. Yes, yeah, so I'd love to have gone to it, it, but no. I'm not missing the LAFC game because it's going to be one of the, the best games at BC Place of the year, you hope. So that's, that's disappointing, but it's only FC Edmonton. But they do play at home the Friday after that, so you could make a weekend of going there on the Friday then getting the ferry to Seattle oh, for the game on the Saturday. Mm. So I'm thinking about possibly the doing that. Is that called the yeah. Clipper? Yeah. If you guys are interested in that, we can maybe yeah. do a little trip. Now, talking of Pacific, there's been a, a... I wrote this a couple of new signings and friends of the show, but then one of them hasn't been announced yet, so I can't actually see who it is. Oh, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about the one that is, which is Callum Irving. Is that the one who I hope it is? It probably is. Yeah, because there was somebody... A defender. Oh, oh, then no, I don't know. That's not who I was hoping. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, we'll cover we'll that in the we'll, break. We'll talk about, like, okay, mention the person first. Okay, Callum Irvin, yeah. goalkeeper, coming back to BC. Great to see Cali back. I think it's a great addition. I really thought he would sign with Ottawa, though, because he's played with the Fury the last couple of years. But it's great to see him coming home. He probably didn't like the accommodations in Ottawa. Um, hashtag better than De Gea. That was his when he was yep. in the residency. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with him. Yeah, again. he's great. His family's great. He's great. I'm really excited for yeah. him. He's going to have an old residency battle with uh, Nolan Worth. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I don't think they he, played he together. He should be though. the number one. I don't think they played together. Though, no, Calvary. he would be. He was older. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, but uh, we were talking about Ben Fisk last week. Whether he's coming back, mm. but Ben Fisk um, when he announced Callum Irving, he tweeted out that oh, it's good to see him. We're good to be back with him and stuff like that. So. Maybe Fisk is coming did back. He, the language wasn't back with him. It was yeah. good that he's he's going oh, to play for Pacific I'll, or Great I'll br- Clubbers. I'll bring his tweet up. I'll, I'll show you. I saw the right. tweet. I just I read it's, it. It's a good sign. And the Pacific's made some some good moves. I think this off season. Well, there, there is one other player that I think it was meant to be getting announced. But I was not. told Friday or Saturday, but it looks and, like it's probably going to get it's announced Monday morning, Monday or, or Tuesday. Um, it's a former White Cap player who's going to... Just, just hit mute for a second, tell us. He's going to know these. Here, shut that off for what's okay. second. A, a defender, off. highly touted. Hit it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, Good yeah. for him. Yeah, so he'll... So, or her. Yeah. We don't want to give it away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Jordan Hutamaya announced as the new Pacific signing. <laughs> Looking forward to she seeing her. She would kill it. Yeah. More games are expected to be on TV this year. So there was 20 last yeah, year, that, yeah. 10 on proper CBC, 10 on CBC Gem that isn't even available on stuff like Amazon Fire TV and things like that, which isn't great. Um, need to get yourself Roku sticks and stuff and VPN. It sounds like witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see all the, I'd like to see a game a week on TV. I don't know if we'll ever get to that stage, but they're they're trying to to see the, the good thing that they said is they've at least got a product now that they can take to the TV companies and yeah. say, look, this is what we've got. And D- David Clanagan, reading between the lines, basically said TSN and Sportsnet's got no interest in this. They're doing their own thing, he said. So yeah. it looks like it's going to be CBC I don't think, again. Because the, they're, they're not willing to spend money until you're absolutely sure that you're getting like a good audience yeah. watching. And I mean, the audience figures CBC said they were happy with it last year, so we'll see. 
Like, I, I, I mean, I'd be stoked if it was like 30 games on CBC. That would be oh, great. Be excellent. Just do a game of the week. Yeah, yeah even Just better. do a yeah. game yeah. of the week. Game of the week. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah, if even if it was less than 30 games and it was game of the week, yeah. I'd be happy. Now, did you see Kurt Larson's tweet? Oh, do we have to talk about this numpty? I feel like you're giving him too much airtime. Yeah. I didn't even see the tweet because I don't I follow him. I saw it. I saw it. I don't follow the guy. Just so I don't briefly, and it was about I Marco saw it because Bustos. people brought, brought it yeah. to my attention. And he basically said he felt Bustos would have been better signing for Ottawa, not Pacific, so he could get a move to Europe to Athletic in Madrid. It's basically what he was hinting at. And then Marco Bustos just replied going, no, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm where right I need place. to be, yeah. thanks. I'm in a great place. So yeah, let's just shut that down. No, but the, 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 his tweet's fine. He, the, he's he's making an opinion. That's fine. There's no problem with a tweet. But I just don't want to talk about him. Oh well, there's I, I don't he's, know. He's tweeted worse than before. Before. Oh sure, he's yeah. tweeted worse. But like he, it's just it shows like a lack of understanding. Shows a lack of knowledge of the player. Shows like just. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Now the last bit for this section, more great news, and it involves Ireland and the mainland. The Juan de Fuca plate. Sorry, Juan de Fuca plate has returned. Well, on the northern part of the island, they pronounce it the first way you say it. But, yeah, Victoria Highlanders playing this season in the Pacific Coast Soccer League, the PCSL. It looked like they would not be playing TSS Rovers for the plate, but they've managed to get something done pre-season. I think it's the third in the tent. Of May? Yep. Yeah. I'll miss the game in Victoria, which is the first one, because I'll be down in San Jose for the Caps and then having a few days down in Pacific Grove. But I'll be back commentating... On the second game, the return leg at Swan Guard. Get out for that. Support the boys. We've got some TSS news as well that we're hoping to be breaking this week about who their new head coach is going to be. Oh, right. Another well-kent name and face for people of a white cap. Another what? Well, what? Well-kent. Oh, it's a Scottish term. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we'll be back with the final part of the show after this. Hi, I'm Alfonso Davies, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Welcome back to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. Fell in love with a girl by the White Stripes there. Another selection from Steve and one of my favourite White Stripes songs of all time. What was behind the thinking of that one? I just uh, haven't played White Stripes in a while. Oh, I thought you'd fallen in love with a girl. No. A long time ago. Oh, of course. Yes. You might say the girl of your dreams. Yeah. Hmm. Let's keep the music flowing. It's wavelength time. And we're going back to 2002 this week. How's exciting it? I wanted to finish off our month of songs about goalkeepers. 
So I had a couple to pick from. One was an instrumental that was really good um, about former West Ham keeper Mervyn Day by the band St Etienne. So you had a double hit there. Mm. So we're, we're back to songs about goalkeepers. Let's, let's have a little German. It's pretty big Come German. in, Hans. <laughs> Hello, I'm a little German. Oh my. I've been taking medication. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going back with a song about a legendary German goalkeeper, Oliver Kahn, from a band called Die Prinzen, Oli Kahn. Bringt auf Spielfeld viel Kultur und das nicht nur durch die Frisur. Er trinkt Shampoos aus Pokalen und lässt sich dafür gut bezahlen. Er hat durchtrainierte Waden und darf mit vielen Männern baden. Er hat an den Füßen noch, er ist der Kampf. 
Die Prinzen Olli Kahn from Zwei and 2002. Basically. 2002. Yeah, my high school Germans let me down there. Mine isn't. I failed my high school German. Teacher said my aura was terrible. Make things worse, I was homeschooled. Anyway. Oh, boy. That was from their 2002 album with the same name, Ollie Can. The Check out the English translation of the lyrics, which it starts off by going, he brings much culture to the playing field, and not just because of his hairstyle. He drinks champagne from a goblet and is well paid for it. He has well-conditioned calves and is allowed to bathe with many men. Still, he allows no one near him, and this man is called Oli Khan. He, uh, for those who haven't been following, he's like, he's Byron through and through, and he... Uh, if you cut him, he bleeds red. Yeah. <laughs> he He's actually on the board now at Byron, and he will take over from Karl-Heinz Rummenigge when he retires in the very not-too-distant future. Yeah, I so remember, he will be the man at Byron soon. I remember watching him the first time in, like, 99. That was the first time I remember the, watching him. Shut up. I didn't see which game. Shut I just up. said 99. I remember watching him. Did they have a good game then? It was all right. He was yeah. pretty good for the most of the game. I don't think he won, though, did he? No. Sure. Anyway, now it's time for BC's Soccer Web Headline. All of a sudden, he's all Man United. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I just doing it to rub it in for you. They, they, they won a game. Fans. <laughs> anyway, it's time now for BC Soccer Web Headlines, brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com, your one-stop site for local, national, international news, stories, features, everything you could want football-related-wise. Make it part of your daily routine, check it morning, check it at night, just make sure you check it. bcsoccerweb.com. What's been catching your red eyes this week, Steve? Yeah, they are red. I don't know, sleep this weekend. Um, MLS introduced a new fan f- uh, code of conduct, uh, changing controversial language. They're basically introduced on That's Tuesday banned. with new guidelines. It'll take effect for this season. Uh, it was developed with input from supporters and civil rights groups, and it will prohibit the following. Displays of signs, symbols, images using language or making gestures that are threatening, abusive, or discriminatory, including on the basis of religion, ethnicity, national origin, religion, gender, gender identity, ability, and or sexual orientation. Also displaying signs and symbols of <clears> images <throat> for commercial purposes or electioneering campaigning or advocating, that's the way I, advocating for or against any political candidate, party, legislature issue, or government action. It's essentially, but it is taking the word political out of the yeah. context out of most of it. So, yeah, that, that was, the, you know, the, the ISC, you know, whatever you think about them, uh, I think they've done some good work. You see, you know, I know uh, Peter Zimmerman obviously represents the South Side as a part of that. Um, we talked about Abe earlier in the show. Abe is one of the people who founded and started the ISC with people from Portland and around, around the continent. And now his work is done. You can go to Norway. Yeah, now his, yeah, exactly. But, no, so they had a big hand in this. So, uh, they're happy that the things the things should move forward, but uh, it's going to be interesting with this being a twenty, a twenty the twenty twenty election year in the states. Yeah, because you know that some people are going to be have a desire to express their concerns about American politics, and so it'd be interesting how that plays out. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say some other stuff about about the second part, uh, but yeah, the, yeah. the commercial stuff is pretty funny, but. Uh, next story, we got uh, eight MLS clubs are ready to face Mexican opposition in 2020 League Cup. Is that, I feel like this is like talking about Kurt Larson. It's like no one cares about this. <laughs> yeah. um, well, 
They they have expanded it from last year. Yeah. Um. They they're basically having eight clubs from each league. Canada interest. It's it's, it's no uh, CCL teams. Obviously, it's the teams that are uh, finished below them. Uh, it'll kick off in July twenty first with sixteen round of sixteen matches, which will be um, between the teams in each of the leagues. Uh, if that makes sense, like MLS teams will play MLS Mexican for the first round. Then they will um, kind of do a reseeding or redrawing, and then then they will try to have more interleague play in the next round. Yes, because they don't want all the MLS teams eliminated yeah. the first round. Yeah. So MLS teams include TFC, RSL, Minnesota, Philadelphia, LA Galaxy, DC United, Portland, and the Red Bulls. So yeah, just like Kurt Larkin said, when it doesn't work the first time, then yeah. you just put out more and more crap and hope it. And works the out. thing is, is uh, the uh, the quarterfinals uh, and semifinals and the finals uh, will be all in the American teams' venues. Like if there's an MLS team, it'll be in that MLS venue. There won't be anything in Mexico apparently, and the final will be in a neutral American venue. But I believe the final is also scheduled the same day as the Voyagers Cup final. Oh. So if TFC were to get in it, in both, yeah, mm. yeah, I just, uh, I mean, obviously, if you're from a Vancouver perspective, you're looking at this and saying, I hope this causes fixture congestion and messes up oh, some yeah. of our some of our opponents. Yeah, absolutely. Both in games and in obviously the Western Conference table. So uh, we talked about uh, the Michael's illness, uh, COVID nineteen uh, outbreak, which I did not have. Yeah. Just distress. Yeah, well, <laughs> other illnesses. You don't want people to avoid you in the press box. Yeah. Oh, I'd uh, be great. I get more room, more cookies for me. <laughs> just go. To, just start coughing all, all the yeah. cookies. <laughs> I've um, been doing that in the sure. supermarket in the queue. So, <clears throat> oh, I'm at the front now. <laughs> you should just wear. <laughs> Um, the outbreak forces uh, postponement matches in South Korea for some clubs. Uh, they have postponed next week's opening home matches for Type Flight clubs Daegu FC and Pohang Steelers due to the uh, a surge of cases. South Korea is right now seeing 52 new confirmed cases. Uh, I think that was midweek that happened. And taking the national total of uh, 156 with the majority in the Daegu uh, province. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, the majority in Daegu, which is the fourth largest city in South Korea. Does anyone know how Daniel Henry is? Well, we should check. Should he be travelling back for yeah. the Canada game? I don't think he should. No. Oh, wow. 14-day quarantine first. Mm. Actually, yeah, he might not be allowed to. No, well, the thing is that they'll test him to see if he has it. If he doesn't, then he's allowed to. Can they test him to see if he can defend? But didn't... Shit. So, uh, but no, but I've heard that like people who were stuck on those cruise ships and stuff, didn't they like come back to a 14 day home quarantine? Yeah. Yeah. They, they and they, yeah, but then they were clear. This has just happened today in the UK. So they tested them and they were cleared. So they let them fly home. And then people on the plane have now tested positive, And now everyone else on the plane oh. may now have it because. Well, they did the same thing with, with Americans too. They, they, well, uh, they promised them. That they would bring only the healthy back. They promised the people on the plane. Then what happened was, as they were bringing them on, they te- they go found out that some of them were tested. Mm-hmm. So they had to put like plastic sheets on, like for the last few rows to separate everybody. It hasn't happened in Canada so far, so we're okay. Uh, well, there's been on. one at least. How many yeah. cases in Canada? Oh, there have been cases, but even the first case in BC, the person is doing better and have kind of gone past the virus. Well, what we were talking about. Me and Caitlin today is they talk about the deaths, but they don't actually tell you the age of the people, and most yeah. of them are like Older, elderly. Yes. So they're like spreading all these fears amongst people, but and it's, it's a, more and elderly it's, people. And, and I know it's still part of. And they might have gone it's, anyway. It's, it's, it's tall, yeah. It, well, uh, 
fourteen thousand in America, fourteen thousand people die of the regular flu mm. each year. It's a it's a two percent mortality rate. Um, so only two percent of the people that are getting it are dying, but it's still people are. We need really to do rough. more medical segments. Yes. Yeah. And if anyone is listening, just to stress, we are not doctors. We we just play it in the hospital when we <laughs> go around the ward having fun. For me, I've just had the outbreaking con- contagion on repeat. On. <laughs> just to, just keep me in the right mood. It's actually trending on Netflix. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, uh, Bury. Bury. Uh, Bury uh, will. Talk, talking about folk with the COVID virus yeah. dying. Uh, Bury AFC uh, have been accepted into Northwest Counties League, uh, which is 10th yep. tier tenth next for next year. Not as good as Scottish 7th tier. The original club is appearing to go through liquidation. Uh, essentially, it is right at yeah. this point. Uh, after owner Steve, De- yeah, Steve Dale defaulted on a company voluntary ag- arrangement, um, he agreed last summer to settle the the debts and everything, and he's failed to provide the money. Yeah, but they're they're going to start off in the tenth league. Let's see how quickly. I don't know who's is, is that about their level? It. Is that about their is, level? Is, is it supporter run at this point? Um, it will be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, but, I've been following it. Like Steve Dale had made all these promises, and it's just he's it's just all fallen through, or he's reneged and stuff, and. There's been some nice touches. Other supporters, like Rotherham supporters at the weekend, were going to a game in Accrington. So they stopped off and bury on the way up there so that they could use the some of the pubs that had lost all the business near the stadium with there not being a football team anymore. So this had a lot of good support. Going into the 10th tier, it's going to be a long, long way back for them. But I, I wish them nothing but the best. Name the player who scored five goals in 74 appearances for Bury. Because of this player, I used to... Oliver Kahn. Because of this player, I used to play with Bury a little bit on FIFA back in the day. Back in 2002 to 2005. He's a very big personality for you, Michael. Terry Dunfield. Oh! Yeah, Terry Dunfield, back in the day. Wow. I've been listening to BC Soccer Bear Headlines the last couple of weeks that you guys have done, and you missed one of the biggest stories out. Oh, yeah, So I it. thought you would maybe have it tonight, but no... <laughs> Uh, th- th- this was a this was a story. I don't story. think, I don't think anyone wants to hear about oh, this. Yeah. This was a story from Fife today. So this is like you have like. Did you go and do reporting so on this? Big headline, news! Big news! Th- th- this headline is actually from the Scottish Sun, which took it from Fife today. Celtic fan had sex with taxi and garden fence while celebrating Hoops' historic treble treble. A Celtic fan celebrated the Hoops' historic treble treble triumph by having sex with a taxi. David Bruce, 36, was found guilty of simulating a raunchy act on a taxi bonnet in Fife last year. But he was found not guilty. This is the bit. He was found not guilty of committing an offence of public indecency by lowering his trousers and underwear, exposing his genitals and committing a sex act. So in Fife, you're not guilty if you, if you do that. So that's fine. I just love this bit. Kathleen Nisbet, 63, told the trial... She heard someone singing outside and initially thought it was just a passing football supporter, as you do. That was the day Celtic won the treble, and I thought, somebody's happy out there. Then I heard banging and looked outside. There was a man singing at the top of his voice. She said he jumped onto a taxi and simulated sex on the bonnet. He was making thrusting movements, and by this time his trousers were down. And then... The woman's husband had been out walking the dog when the incident started and then went back into the house. But then he says, him and his wife then watched from an upstairs window. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever wondered about Michael, this is the town he grew up in. Yes. 
Well, it's Dunfermline. I was from the other side of Fife. Oh, As we used to sing, you all live on the shite side of Fife. Anyway, that, that was my Scottish soccer web headlines. I've got more if you Excellent. want. No, that's good. No, no, yeah, please. I think Bill must have missed that. One, one is more than enough. Oh. Did, did you learn anything this week? I learned what, a, what it was for earlier show, what a fant is? Fank. Fank, yeah. Fank. What is it? <laughs> it's a pen for sheep. Right, that's right. That's what the thing I learned. I learned that I should not be sharing my dreams with you guys. <laughs> well, not open, we're sweet, not in them. Sweet dreams. <laughs> sweet dreams are made of these Did things. I turn up with a wrench and a plumber's <laughs> uniform? What? I believe you need something unclogged, mister. Oh, man. I think we should probably go soon. Let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapSpeed. For me, it's at Zachary AM. You can find me online reading Steve's Dream Journal. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at AFT in Canada. Read us all our stuff on AFTN.ca. What's the uh, website address for Steve's Dream, Dream Journal? Pandersplunder.com. <laughs> Anyway, follow us on Instagram at AFT and Soccer, YouTube AFT in Canada. Like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. Dance, Zach, dance. That's he's, he's not going to get that. <laughs> That's something about Steve and me. Is that a wrestling thing? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Anyway, thanks for listening to our nonsense. It's good to be back. The White Cats will be back next week. Will that be good? Find out in seven days' time. Thanks for listening, everyone. And more on the White Caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. Yeah, but there